Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Arsecast. We don't normally do an Arsecast on a Tuesday. But then again, we're not normally top of the table after 19 games with 50 points. And I I did mention yesterday on the Arsecast Extra, it might be nice to catch up with Ian Wright again because it's been a while since we've spoken on the podcast. And things since we last spoke, have have changed, have improved. Things are very different from where they were a few short months ago. So without much more preamble, without much more waffle and nonsense, for me, let's just get on with it because it's always brilliant to welcome this man to the Arsecast. Ian Wright, how's it going? Very well, Andrew, as you can imagine. Very well to the point where as soon as any, as all, all people have to do now is mention, mention the word Arsenal, my face just burst into a beam of laughter and smiling. I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am for what's going on at the moment. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, look, the last time we did one of these mm. was in April of last year, right? Uh-huh. Let me just read you the description <laughs> that I put on this podcast because it came in that little um, bad run that we had. Yeah. And I said, in this special edition of the show, I'm joined by Arsenal legend Ian Wright to reflect on the last week, which has been so disheartening and damaging to our top four chances. We chat about the lack of goals, Alexandra Lacazette's dwindling contribution, Eddie and Kedia, the injury absences, Shaka left back, Nuno Tavares, Nicolas Pepe, and lots more. That was in April wow. of 2022. Feels like we've come quite a long way since then. We have come <laughs> uh, light years. It feels like light years away from that. When you mm. Even when you're talking about, you know, Xhaka left back and, you know, Eddie and Ketcher, can he get a ch- Lacazette? When you look where we were mm. to where we are now, I think the only thing you can, you can like sum up from that is the unbelievable amount of work that's gone on behind the scenes probably with Edu and Mikel V9. And you have to put Permer Saka involved in that. A lot of work. There's been a lot of sleepless nights for us to go from that mm. to this Everything's changed, Andrew. Everything's changed. The culture, he's got it exactly where he wanted to get it. And he said it from the start when he got here. He's got to get the fans back. He's got to change the culture. He's got to bring it back to how it was. And I didn't expect him to do it as quickly as he's done it. It's, 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 it's amazing. And this is why I'm so, I'm so proud of the club. I'm proud of what they're doing. I'm proud of the players, the fans. And that's why we as Arsenal fans have to stick together with it, Andrew, because like I said, I... I'm getting it like in a tsunami is coming if, if we don't do this, simply because I can't help celebrating. I can't help it I'm, because I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy yeah. with what's happening. I'm with you. Like, I mean, we don't know how it's going to end, but I think we, 
we have to sort of enjoy the ride, right? Because yeah. otherwise, yes. if the only thing that, that matters is where you end up, like none of a football season makes any sense. You yeah, know, it's, it's like, it's like you know, you score a goal in the first minute and you celebrate the goal, but like a mm. lot can happen in 89 minutes. Similarly, a yeah. lot can happen in the second half of the season, but I'm absolutely with you because I, I think it is really important for everybody to enjoy what's happening as much as possible while it's happening because, you know, football is cyclical, things change and things, yes, you know, yes. they go up and down and we have been through a a kind of a down period in our history yes. in, in recent yes. years. We're now looking good and, and everything else and nobody can make any assurances, but it's been one of the things that I've been determined to do is throughout this season is like when you win a big game, fucking just get into it. it love it Go and it. Andrew they're, they're waiting they're all like I say they're, mm. they're waiting and I can feel it with the comments that I get they're waiting mm. um, and what is good about this team is that going into games now Andrew you know there was a time I'm sure I spoke to you about it where I'm going into games and I don't know exactly what we're going to get we've got players that are good enough to give this team a game but are they going to turn up? Mm. Are they going to turn up? And then bam we, we, we lose to a Southampton or you know something like that we'll lose to some, someone like that now, going into games, I know that if the team's going to beat us, they're going to have to play very, very well because mm. we're so organized. We just, everybody knows exactly what everyone else is doing. You can even see people pointing when they're running, pointing to this one, make sure you're in there. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's on the same page. And so my confidence comes from the fact that our team are playing well and our players are in form. And so if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to play very well. And I haven't got no problem with that because... Those times we're talking about in 2022 with, with, with people, you, you just got to look at the amount of people that are just waiting to laugh at us. Mm. They laughed. Remember, at one stage, it was toxic going on there, the, the way they were going on about Arsenal fans. And this is why you've got to remember those times and whatever happens in this season, with what, what, how we're playing up to this point is magnificent. You must enjoy it. And whatever happens, you no one takes that away from us. Mm. It's like I said to my... My, my son, the, the monies that people are offering because they want to buy the, my son's tickets off of him. I said, listen, never." he said, I'm never selling my tickets, especially in this season. Why would I sell my tickets to somebody else because I can't make it because they, they've called me into work or whatever it is. Mm. I said, "This is those moments, you can't buy them. What we've done to Man United the other day, you can't buy that. And that is what we've got to enjoy at the minute. I agree. And, and like it's it's taken, as you say, it's taken a lot of work, you know, on the pitch and off the pitch and on the training ground to get to this point, to have a team that can do what they're doing. But mm -hmm. I mean, what 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 do you make of the way that this team plays now? The, the consistency that they can produce and everyone mm -hmm. talks about Arsenal being the youngest team in the league. And we hear mm -hmm. that repeated, you know, quite often. And there is something to that. But but the ability to go out and do week after week after week, even in that United game where, you know, when you look at it, it felt very tense. And yes, yeah. when you look at the stats, you know, there was only one team that was likely to win it. But, you know, football, yeah. as we know, is a weird beast. So, you know, you can have one shot and win a game against mm. a team that that's happened to us in the past. I remember a game at Van der Sar when he was playing at Fulham and we must have had 50 shots and he saved every single one of them. And, <laughs> you know, but... You know, the, the the ability to keep faith in what they're being told and the way yeah. they're being coached and managed and to sort of play and consistently play and just sort of heap that pressure on to the point where that winning goal arrives. Yes, but but, but Andrew, the thing is, is that they're so organised. And I, feel, I go back to that dressing room moment with um, with the documentary mm. when Mikel was fucking tearing into him. Not good enough, guys. When you look at them now, they're all on the same page in what they're doing and they all know what they're doing. Mm. They're so organized. 
know what I mean? I can't see that. I can't see that kind of collapse anymore in, in where, oh my God, we were so bad here. We, everybody knows what our goalkeeper, if it really comes on top, like it did against Spurs and, you know, Spurs got them two chart. He saved, made some unbelievable saves. People are playing well in the formation. Everybody understands what they're doing. Mm. And Mikel, you see him on the line, everybody's giving Mikel stick all of a sudden because our manager's fucking top of the league. So all <laughs> of a sudden his, his behaviour is abhorrent when we see it all mm. the time. We've seen it for years. But now that Mikel is up there as a top man, his team's at the top of the league, they've got to try and find something else to heap on so they can see if they can heap pressure on this young team, what's going to make us crack. I'm hearing pundits saying, oh, it's not good for the t- team to see your manager on the side acting like that. I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. I can't even remember when I was coming on a pitch when the manager's talking to me what he said. I can't even remember what he said. I'm not looking and seeing <laughs> what the manager's doing as something that's going to affect me on the pitch. That is how Mikel is. And when you look at the way we play, everything is perfect for him, how he sees it. And that is why we're playing well at the moment. And he will say to somebody way over that side, you could see him gesticulating to somebody over there and he's telling them that. Then he'll say something to this one over here, say something to Zinchenko. And so everybody knows what they're doing and mm. everybody's well drilled. And, and that is why we're playing well because, you know, you look at what Zinchenko was doing against Man United. He, it was like the free roll. He could pop up anywhere. No one knew how to pick him up. When Xhaka saw him coming, he'd move out of space. Everything is so organized mm. that we should be confident about what's going on because if we keep doing that we're moving people out of spaces we killed that midfield the other day yeah. they didn't know what to do with us and even Jamie Carragher showed it on the sky it's brilliant what he done the way we opened up that pitch for people like Erdogan for people like Zinchenko to come in for Xhaka to then come in and start doing stuff is because every single player in that team knows exactly what they're doing so it's just like it's, it's, it's a joy to watch at the minute, especially when you watch it on a tactical. Yeah. I'm saying, oh my God, we are murdering this lot. Yeah, I mean, 63 touches in the opponent's box. Fuck me, that's unbelievable. There's a fluidity, isn't there, about the way that they play? Like you mentioned it, and I think they showed it maybe on Sky on, on Sunday as well, that even someone like Ryan Achaka, who picked up a ball, moved into midfield, created mm. space, and like maybe uh, in the past... Granit Xhaka's movement was not considered, yeah. you know, his yeah. his biggest asset. But where he's playing and how he's playing within this system, as you say, people yeah. are moving in and and um, filling in the gaps and and the quality we have, the technical quality on yeah. top of that, I think is really really impressive as well, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. I said this to somebody the other day, you know, Zinchenko, what he's brought to this team, I, I can't quite get my head around it. I can't yeah. get my head around the fact that Man City sold him, you know, given he was this good because I knew twenty six Andrew. It's I, crazy. I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was. I didn't know he exactly. was this good. And like, yeah. if you go back to some of our left back issues, right? I, I, mm. I'm not being dismissive in any way about Kieran Tierney because I think he's a great player. I think he really is. And we, when he came in, we were like, oh god, at last, yeah. a proper yeah. left back. Yeah. And now we've got somebody uh, who has taken it to a, a different level, plays it in a completely different way, but it fits so well with this team. Um, yes. It's just, it's just so impressive. Yeah. I'll tell you what, um, when start of the season, I went to, um, we, I went to the, the, tra- the training centre, what they had at Adidas, mm. Andrew. And I remember, I was, you know, so you're standing around, obviously the guys are doing the training. And then obviously I was speaking to Pricey, photographer and the security team. And I remember like, you know, the security team have been around them for a while, Pricey, but you know Pricey, how long Pricey's been there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, me and Pricey are standing at the side and we're watching them. And Pricey said, listen, it's very easy to say because of my, how much I love this club, but something's happening. 
Mm. I could feel it. And I'll tell you why they understand that something's happening. Because even the security guy I was speaking to, a lovely guy, he's been there for a few years now with these guys. Scouser as well, mm. to be honest. And he was talking about demeanor, the way people are, how they're acting. You know, those kind of things are the things that Mikel puts maximum amount of attention into how mm-hmm. you are, how you're approaching things, how you're going about your business. And they said to me, both them, him at Stu and the security guard, is a, it's very different. It feels different. And the way we've played, obviously we started the season and we haven't played hardly anybody. And that's what people are saying. Yeah, well, we'll see when you play this one. We'll see when you play that one. But the attitude and the way we've played has been exactly the same, only the intensity rises or, or falls off depending on where we are in the game. But we are... We are, we are all on the same page, doing the same thing, putting these teams away. And, and the next level, when we go to the next level, oh, we'll see what happens when you play against this lot. Oh, we'll see what happens when you play against that lot. And what we've done when we played against this lot and that lot is gone to another level mm. against them because everybody knows what they're doing. And everybody, in the way that their minds are working at the moment, and especially last season with the Newcastle and Tottenham games where we could have won them and got into the Champions League and we fell off and people laughed at us, I think that that has played a massive part <laughs> in what's fucking going on now because I, they know, yeah. they know now what was at stake. And now you've got Zinchenko and Jesus and Martin Erdegaard in the dressing room, players who know what it's like to be in these kind of dressing rooms that there's pressure. And that's why you look at fucking, Ed, you look at Eddie and you look at um, um, Bukayo's interviews after the game the other day. It was a joy to watch. You're talking about, excitement and, and and maturity in in the same in in that interview and it was brilliant to watch i'm so proud of them mm. and that's where we are andrew and that is why um without being too um to getting too excited i'm confident and excited because of what this team may be able to achieve in, in how they're moving at the moment, how yeah. they're operating. I was laughing because like my next question was going to be about last season and the end and the way mm. it finished in in disappointment, missing out on the top four. Mm. And look, I, I can never make a good case for why finishing behind Tottenham is good, so I'm not going to go there, <laughs> right? But what I mean is that, that there are building blocks to a team. There are things which kind of form the the DNA of a team, mm. if you like, and, and disappointment and and pain and making sure that something like that doesn't happen again mm. is really a, I think it's an important part. I mean, you can't necessarily go out and buy it, but, you know, there are disappointments in your career or in a, the, 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 the lifespan of a team that mm. then go on to inspire you to do something else the next season. Like, for example, I, I've said this before, I don't think... Arsenal go invincible in 2003-2004 if we don't lose out on the title the previous season yeah. the way we did, you know, right at the end yeah. there with the Leeds game and Bolton and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I really feel like that created a sort of a pain that they did not want to be yeah. replicated. It gives you something to go away in the summer yeah. and think about. Yeah. That's, what it, that's what it does, you know, in, in, in respects of that kind of, like, because I was so disappointed for the team and we, when we missed out last season on the fourth because... And like I say, people like loved it. They re- reveled in the fact that, ah, oh, look at you lot bottled it at the end with our young team. And what our young team is doing now, which I'm seeing people talk about, we're the youngest squad in the Premier League and that, is we're showing a maturity and an intensity and a quality that, you know, you're starting to hear them talking about us. Like, yeah, you know, hearing Roy Keane, you know, Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville. Mm. Now they're realising and they're talking about us in a way of, 
respect. Respect because those players know what you have to be to do what you're doing right now. Mm. Right? And it's, it's still, we've still got a long way of the season to go. And I can't wait till we get to a place in the season where we haven't and we're still doing what we're doing so as we can stop saying <laughs> we've still got a long way to go in the season because that's yeah. what everybody... I'm meeting people on the street saying it to me. Yeah, there's still a long way to go in the season. And I said, yes, I know that. But at the moment, my team's playing well. It's a you bit know? of a safety people, net though, isn't it? You know, to say, well, you know, we're, this is great, but still yeah. a long way to go. Nobody wants yeah. to get ahead of themselves. Yeah. And, you know. Andrew, Andrew people, people are saying, yeah, well, we'll see what happens when you lose Zinchenko and Jesus. We've lost them. We lost Zinchenko for a while. We've lost Jesus for a while. Mm. And like, so that, that, that argument's quietened down, which is, which is fine because people have come in and they've, They've contributed. And that, you know, obviously we're gonna we're gonna speak about Eddie. We are which is I'm absolutely delighted for. But again, all the questions that are being asked of Arsenal at the moment are being answered. So now I probably probably it's it's the one now with oh your manager got booked. What do you think about that? I don't give a flying. <laughs> I don't give a flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, that's you know, if that's the worst they can come up with is the fact come that the manager's man. a bit too passionate on the sidelines and you know. Yeah, look, it's yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's um, funny because when I was on the, the show the other day, I'd use Tottenham as an example because I used um, Conte as an example <laughs> when halfway through speaking about it, I thought, well, are they ever going to win the Premier League? Are they going to be in this position for their manager to get so so animated? No. And I said, sorry. And people kept saying, right, you didn't need to put that dig in. So I'm sorry. No, if there's no. any Tottenham fans listening. No, there aren't. And, and don't ever apologise for that. See, this I, is the place to say that. This is exactly it. This is exactly yeah. it. Let's talk Eddie then, because yes. um, you know, on that podcast we did a year ago, I'm going to paraphrase. Yes. Uh, but there was a measure of frustration on your part about, mm-hmm. um, you know, Eddie. And at that point, he wasn't starting games, but he was no. getting cameos. He was getting 15 yeah. minutes, 20 minutes here and there, and yeah. it wasn't quite coming off. Wasn't seeing it. Wasn't seeing it. You mm. weren't seeing it. And I no. think, I don't think you were alone in that. But he did talk about how, like he said, give me a run of games. And if I yes. don't score in that run of games, then, yeah. you know, I'll hold my hands up and say, that's it. Yeah. He backed himself. Uh, wow. to score in that, that that run of games. Since then, the other thing I suppose we should uh, point out is that like at that point, there was a measure of uncertainty about his future, about yes. what was going to happen with him, yeah. his contract and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. So here we are less than 12 months later. What is your assessment of Eddie and Kedia this season, the Eddie and Kedia we saw at the end of last season, mm. what he has contributed and what he is capable of contributing to this team and, you know, the opportunities that he's been given haven't been easy because he came in no. at the end of last season when Lacazette couldn't score. And it yeah. was like, well, this is almost like a bit of a Hail Mary because you're the, you're the last guy we have. Yes. Um, you, know, you know what it was, Andrew? Sorry to cut you. So you no, finished, no. Andrew? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go, go. The, the thing is, Andrew, what I was, when I was looking at Eddie, and especially in the time with Lacazette and Aubameyang when they were, I think they scored four goals between them, Premier League, two mm. each. It was something like that. And we're talking about Eddie as somebody who was in contract talks. He didn't know whether he was going to sign or not. And there was opportunities when two strikers, two, not one main striker, two strikers are playing so poorly and not, and not um, contributing as much as they should have. And I was looking at Eddie as a young guy at a club of our stature, able to maybe come in and show some real grit and determination in trying to say, right, I'm taking over from here, guys, because you lot ain't doing it. And I saw him coming on in games 
and it wasn't happening. He wasn't he wasn't doing that, making those runs, getting into the getting into the into the places where you're thinking, oh yes, that's what Eddie does. Like when I watched him at Leeds, when I watched him in the Championship, getting into places where he could score goals. Maybe the ball coming off of him too easy. Mm. I was thinking with him, he's not recognizing the opportunity he's got right now. So when so when it all moved on and you know end of the season and he scored those goals, he scored the goals you'd expect him to score, and was pleased for him because it builds confidence. So when we when we sign him for the when we sign him and then Jesus come when it all happens like that, Andrew, then I'm thinking to myself, right, now we're going to see because he's now signed, mm. he's got the big he's got the big contract, he's signed. Now I want to see where the hunger comes from. How is he going to get himself pushing, get himself to get into that team because Jesus will start without changing his output at the moment, without recognizing the opportunity that you have, mm. and something's happened. Because even when you watch him in games, he's link up plays, he's 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 energized, he's he's tackling back, you know what I mean? He's he's, he's doing everything, he's scoring goals, and you think to yourself, he gets it. Mm. It's happened, something's happened. Whether that's training alongside Jesus, I think that what will happen when you're in the environment that Mikel has created, you can't help, especially when you've just signed a new five year contract, of 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 tapping into that. You have to, because now you're in. And Mikel has obviously given him that chat where he's saying, you're my guy. Jesus mm. is there. Of course he is. But I want to sign you because I know what you're capable of. And right now, we're seeing it, especially with this game against United, Andrew. Against Tottenham, he, there was two chances. The one where Lloris got it all wrong and we kind of got that ball what looped back over. Yeah. I thought Eddie should have took it first time with the left foot, just get it on target while it was in the air, while Lloris was moving. But he let it bounce and then everybody, and then he missed that one. And then there was the one that was late on where his touch didn't quite go right. Because let's, let's face it, he ran himself into the ground that mm. game. Didn't quite get his touch right. And then he missed that chance. And then people were saying, see, I knew it. Against this kind of opposition, you know what I mean? He doesn't, he doesn't quite do it. And I said, no, I think that he was just, he worked very hard. You know what I mean? In the moment, he made a couple of decisions that you think, well, I would have done that, Eddie. But against United, he was magnificent in every aspect of being a striker to the point where you think the goals that he scored, you like to think the movement that he had is different. It's different from Jesus's when what Jesus is, is it would, would do in that situation. Jesus may not even have been in the box for that cross, the way he, the way he plays and he's outside the box so much. Mm. Eddie's movement to lose Wan-Bissaka was brilliant because Wan-Bissaka is meant to be a really good defender, but Eddie showed him up for that. And then the way he got himself in the box for the second goal, just to get that touch is what Eddie brings. And to score against Man United, sorry, Andrew, yeah. to go on too long, score against Man United takes your confidence and your levels to another, to another place. Well, that's what I was going to ask That is why you. I see. I'm afraid for, for defences now because the way he finished his second goal against Oxford yeah. s- said to me, Eddie's somewhere else. He's got the swag. I'm not the guy they're going to take off unless I've scored a hat-trick and I've got to get a round of applause from the fans. Mm. The way he finished that one, Andrew, said to me, Eddie knows that he's the man right now. And those two goals against United will, it, it will actually reaffirm that. Yeah. I mean, defences are in trouble because Nketi is in the room, you know? Um, Absolutely. Eddie's in the room, bro. <laughs> but I mean, I was going to ask you about that, like the, because we, we did have a little bit of a chat after the, the Spurs game and you were, oh, I wish he'd scored, you yes. know, against Tottenham just because yes. of what it gives you yes. um, in a big game, what, it, what way it connects you with the fans. Takes you somewhere else, Andrew. It does, but does, somewhere else. Does, does Manchester United do the same thing? Absolutely. But in Absolutely. your own mind as a striker, if you're there and you're thinking, right, I didn't score against Newcastle, I didn't score against Spurs, but then you get two against United. I mean, that yeah. must make you think, well, look, if I can score against United, I can score against anyone. Exactly. 
exactly how it is, Andrew. Because and the reason, like I say, when he didn't score against Tottenham, I was I was wasn't disappointed that he didn't score, or didn't take the chances. But I was more disappointed because I know where that takes him to, like you just said. Mm. Because you, all, the, the fans, you've scored against Tottenham for a start. I remember they said to me, "If Rocky, this is God rest his soul." It's, it's like say, if you score against Tottenham, mm. you're made for life with these fans. <laughs> it's done. It's done. And so I wanted him to score go score against them just because. Just yeah. because, you know, how many years he's been playing against him since youth level and scoring in the, on, on that, in that stage would have been great for him. But honestly, as a goal scorer, it, 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 I can't tell you what it does to you to score against the big teams mm. because that's where the confidence comes where I, don't, I can score against him. I can score against him. I can score against that defence. And now Eddie, you have to say, carrying on what he's doing now, he's put himself firmly in the England window. He's in the England window. He's got to be. You know, especially if he carries on doing what he's doing, and people are going to say, "Oh, steady!" No, 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 not steady. When you look at his record, the, the, the scoring, scored the most goals under twenty-one level. He's very, very adapted to that kind of that that level football at that level, and he's now in. He's playing in the, in the first team at Arsenal. He's doing well. He's doing all the things that you need to do around being a striker, the link-up play, the stretching teams, the scoring goals. Where he's going to have to be in the he's going to have to be in the conversation. Wow. Well, I mean, that is not something maybe we would have predicted 12 months ago. But then again, where Arsenal are right now is not necessarily something people would have predicted even at yeah. the start of the season. So yeah. it's it's another example of how football can, um, can surprise you. W- what do you make of the way that Arsenal reacted to the... Um, the fact that Chelsea uh, nicked Mudrik and and clearly he was a player that they really wanted, yeah. were willing yeah. to go pretty far for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's potentially 32 games left to play between now and the end of May if Arsenal go the distance in the FA Cup and the Europa League. I think it's unlikely, but that on top yeah. of all the Premier League games, it's a lot of football. They have brought in Leandro Trossard, who yes. played a big part in the 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 winning goal against yeah. um, against United. United yeah. They brought in a Polish central defender. Um, you know, w- would you like to see a little bit more in this month? I wouldn't mind um, mm. as long as they're going to come in and they're going to be of that kind of Trossardi, Kivior, if that's how you pronounce it, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to bring in that calibre of player that's coming in to bolster the squad and hopefully they've got the mindset where, yeah, I'm coming in as a squad player. I know that because this 11 is doing amazing, but I've got the capability of once I get in there to stay in there. And that's how our team's going to be pushed forward. Um, but like with, with Mudrik, um, obviously I was very excited about that. It started to get into the realms in respect of the monies where it's going to start to knock us off our axis a bit in respect of what we're trying to do. Um, he's obviously, to me, looks like the kind of guy that will fit into our group. Um and so I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get him, but I wasn't disappointed that Arsenal just went, well, okay, that's fine. Okay, he's gone there. You know what I mean? He's gone there for, for more money. Um, I'm not going to blame him in that respect because, you know, he's somebody that's got a lot more going around, going on around him personally and in his life that, you know, we can't talk about how much money he wants to take for whatever reason. I'm not even going there, if I'm going to be totally honest. I was just disappointed that we didn't, we weren't able to get him simply because of how good he is. Mm. But when you talk about getting Leander Trossard, a 28-year-old, ready to be plugged in, came in against United, big club, and contributed is exactly what we needed. Mm-hmm. So if that if if we're losing out on Mudrick and going to those levels of monies, um, is is is, is, is 
we've missed out on that, then I'm happy with what we've got in as, as the backup plan. Yeah. I'm very happy. I'm pleased with the way that Mikel and everybody just went, okay, we move, we move yeah. again. Because let's not upset the apple cart, what we're going along the road with now with bumps mm -hmm. in the road. Sure. You know, so I'm quite pleased with the way that's gone. And I hope, like I say, Mudric does well. Let me just very finally ask you this. As someone who was part of an Arsenal title-winning squad in, in 97, 98, can you remember the state of play after 19 games? Because now Arsenal are uh, 19 games, top of the table with 50 points. Do you remember mm. where Arsenal were after 19 games of that season? No, I can't remember. Do you want me to tell um, you? Yeah, tell me where we were. Sixth. We were sixth. Sixth with 33 points behind Leeds United, Liverpool, Chelsea and Blackburn. Manchester United were top of the table. With how many? 46 points. Wow. 13 I... points of a gap. So, I mean, on one on the one hand, it shows you that like even a big gap can be uh, overcome. But what I wanted to ask you was, you know, after remember... Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And, and after... Um, you know, that, that, that run of games yeah. started. At what point did you guys in the dressing room start really believing that you had the momentum to actually go on and, and win a title? Because, it, you know, it was six, seven years since Arsenal had won the league. I know it's a bigger gap now, but, yeah. you know, was that a conversation? Was there a point where you yeah, guys was, were looking yeah, at Tony each other? Adams. Yeah. Tony Adams is on record as saying it when he... When we were, I think we started, it started to pick up just towards the end of Jan, towards January time. It started to, we were, we were doing okay. We was doing, it was going okay. I remember Tony Adams when we was at a, I can't remember where we, what hotel we might have been at. We was getting ready for dinner and stuff like that. And Tony Adams just went into this speech about how this isn't over. You know what I mean? What we're capable of doing. I'm looking around in this dressing room and the players, Tony Adams had that speech in that time. And I think it's somewhere on record, Tony mentioning um, that he'd done this. And then it came down to, you know, it was one of those situations where it came down to just believing how good we were. We had to make, we had to, we went to a stage. Remember the time when Alex Ferguson said, yeah, well, we'll see how they go because they're going to have to win mm. like every single game. And I remember watching that when we went back to training. People, No one said, right, we're going to win every single game. But you could see a, a steely determination about we've got to try and prove this guy wrong. We've got to chase this lot down. Mm. And remember, I, was, I remember I was injured at the time and I was traveling with the team and honestly, the focus is not too dissimilar to when I, like I say, I see the interviews after the games. Everybody's on the same page. Somewhere along the line in the interview, you'll hear exactly what everybody else has been saying. And that's when you know that people are on the same page. And then we started to do it. It started to creep up. One nil here, two nil there, whatever it was. Mm. We were just beating teams and like people started to take it seriously. Then in the end, you know, we got to a place, I think it was like later in March, where we thought, yes, we could do it. And then obviously when we got to, when we got to Man United and, you know, over Mars, the Nelkis yeah. flick over, then you start to realise, wow, yes, we can. It can be done. We, we will do this. You know what I mean? And mm. it, it was, it was, I must admit, in all the years I was there, obviously when I first got to Arsenal um, 91, from 89 to 91, they'd already won it twice. And I went into a dressing room full of champions. That's when it felt like that again. Mm. That lead up from January down to the end, I could see, I could see it. I could see Tony Adams' chest. You could see Patrick Vieira. You could see Manu Petit. You could start seeing people over my, everybody believing. And you could see in that meeting. And the thing with a meeting is, is that when the person's talking, but people are looking down and staring into stuff and you can look at them and there's almost a vacant look because they're, they're trying to envisage what he's saying. 
it was brilliant to see. And I was, I was pleased to be somebody that, that was part of that kind of seminal moment because mm. you could feel that's, that what is, that's what it was. Well, look, it's a different season this time around, but fingers crossed we can continue to yeah. enjoy it all the way yeah. to May. And um, I'm sure you will. Nothing stops it now. And there's no way that our manager lets us, our manager doesn't let us rest on any laurels. This, this, we're talking about elitism, what's, going, what's, what's flowing through our club at the moment and the elite mentality. And so all I'm hoping is that we can just continue doing what we're doing, keep our fingers crossed. You know, no one deserves it more than us. That's you know, true. Something that, you know, no one deserves it more than us. No one laughs at a fan base more than ours. We're the one, we're the fan base that they all want to be because we're amazing. So that's it. You know, fingers crossed for us, Ange. Fingers crossed for us. All right. Well, look, I have to let you go. But as ever, it's a pleasure to talk to you. We'll catch up soon. I hope, Ian Wright, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Arsenal. Thank you very much, Andrew. I love you. Love you too, man. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Wright, what can you say? It's always a pleasure and a privilege to have him on the show. If you want more of Ian Wright, you can check out his podcast, Wrighty's House, which is available on all audio platforms. And if that's too confusing for you, you will find a link in the show notes for this very episode, which will take you to exactly the right place. Okay. That's that for this particular episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for being here as always. Do give us a rating or a review in the podcast app of your choice. If you feel like it, if you don't, it's all right. And don't forget, you can get exclusive bonus content every week, as well as supporting everything that we do here on Arsblog by signing up for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Arsblog. We do have a new signing podcast to come later today, Tuesday, looking at our new boy, Jakob Kivior. So that's all there for you, patreon.com forward slash Arsblog. For now, take it easy, folks. Catch you on the next one. Until then, cheers. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.